Welcome back to episode 21 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest in crypto. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I am your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman. And here are the topics we'll be discussing today. First up, the Fed cuts their rates for the first time in 10 years and how this affects Bitcoin. We then discuss the future of banking with decentralized finance. And finally, we discuss the usefulness of that college degree. All right, let's listen in. Speaking, speaking of working hard, how about that Bitcoin price? Dude, I don't know. It, it wants to do some work, but it looks like it's slumping. I mean, it's recovering. Slumping? What are you talking about? Look at that $10,782. Oh, look at that plus volume, man. Come well, on. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. That's always, how do you that's, explain that? How do you have such little volume, but it's there's like a $1,000 recovery right there? Well, this is obviously like, I don't know, an accumulation point. Could be. Usually, like, accumulation zones have pretty low volume, don't they? Well, Either uh, that or it's, like, people are just, you got to wait for this resistance to break through for, like, a big volume to pop through, I think. I don't yeah. know. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well, what you're saying. But, but check out this trend line, though. We, we pre, it was pretty much correct. I mean, we had, we had the support, we had the resistance, and pretty much right when it got to this area here, it did go up or went down. I mean... But, dude, you know how many times, like, these trend lines <laughs> fucking fail me? Like, I know, but, 2017, but like, the, I drew so many of these lines. The like, point it, is that this one failed, though. What do you mean? Did it fail, though? Well, like, if because it broke out of the, your, your little resistance line, which, I, by the way, is, like, super poorly drawn. Well, it's, <laughs> no, no, it's not actually poorly drawn. I had this only had up, up, up okay, until you're here. Right, you're right, you're right. My bad. I'm just being a dick. Yeah. Well, my point is, <laughs> it did break above it, and what are we seeing? We're seeing a run-up. So yeah. it's consistent with yeah. technical analysis theorem, right? Which which a lot of people say it's I mean, everyone's know, a bunch looking of at, bullshit. So. It's true. It's it's unproven. It's not like a science or anything like that, but it's, it's yeah. a tool people use. It's important to actually think about and talk about especially if you're new to this crypto game like whether or not technical analysis is something you want to brush up on to kind of like you know incorporate into your crypto game you know what i i do think it's important to kind of understand the lingo yeah you definitely want to understand it at least i i because i remember when Everybody i first jumped in around yeah. yeah when i first jumped in i didn't know what the hell was going on <laughs> everyone's talking about fucking fibonacci and this yeah. and all this you know head and shoulders like <laughs> fucking shampoo bart <laughs> yeah well bart i think i don't know I think crypto invented that one, the bar oh, pattern. Really? That's my guess. I don't know. I haven't seen I doubt that. it. I I've doubt never it. seen stonk investors talk <laughs> about BARTs, you know? Because <laughs> I don't think that shit happens in the stock market, you know? I, the, the BART, I think the reputation of the BART is like, it's like market manipulation. Like, yeah. Exchanges like BitMEX and shit are liquidating short and long positions. That's why it looks so fucking. Yeah, let's, let's kind of illustrate what BART looks like here. I, I could totally see the Barts. Like right here? <laughs> They're pretty obvious. Yeah, when you see like a large spike and you see the horizontal, which is supposed to symbolize like, you know, Bart Simpson's spiky hair, right? Yeah, and like... And, like and then there's a big drop off right. immediately after. Like there's a Bart. There's a Bart. Stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, this this looks like a upside down Bart here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big one, yeah. Yeah. That's a major Bart right there. 
And I guess I would consider this a bard as well, but it's kind of like messed up. Yeah. But none of that's really that important. Yeah, it's not. It's just a show like what we're talking about. Yeah. But again, technical analysis. Yeah, you're right. You know, you drew you drew your lines, you know. So and it broke out. Yeah, and and really the point is is let me go back to the daily chart here. The point is to show that if you if you map out these trend lines, you make you can make a decision on let's say July 29th. You bet that it's going to go up and so you you purchase BTC at that point. And then you just Take your bets, or you wait till it actually breaks up, and yeah, then you you're buy. Supposed, you're supposed to wait for a confirmation, right? If you're yeah. like a smart trader, yeah. Like this is a pretty clear confirmation that we're we've broken out of a downtrend, right? Right. But who the fuck's to say like it's going to continue? Nobody really knows. Technical analysis doesn't predict the future. All it does is kind of like, in my opinion, the way I like to use it is just like, yeah, it gives you good entries and exits. That's it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. If I see like a strong. Past resistance point, like, oh, this shit's going to struggle to break through, obviously. Right. Then I'm going to sell. But, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't recommend people trying to yeah, know, and, predict and the future. Again, it's short-term it's more you know, volatility. Of, yeah, more of like a uh, psychological kind of assessment. Like, because think about it. It's sort of the conversation we were having with Oscar a couple of weeks ago where we're trying to guess what the, the mass is going to do at a given point. Yeah. And so if we draw these trend lines, we're assuming others are drawing the same exact trend That's lines. Exactly right. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Because everyone's looking at the exact same chart. Right. And they're using the same tools. That's right. <laughs> to gauge, like, where, where's everything headed? So it's kind of like, oh, everyone sees this breakout, and then they're alerting everybody, like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is a reversal. So yeah. what, what do people do? They start FOMOing in and shit, and then it, yeah, kind it's of self-fulfilling. Like, yeah. You know. Kind of run away. Yeah, but again, because the market is so small, you know, the market cap overall, it's so easily manipulated. Just one well could just wipe out this positive trend like easily. And it's happened a million times <laughs> in the past. That's why I say don't try and use TA in crypto because it's it's not as reliable as, you know, yeah. like if you're in stonks. You yeah, know? yeah. Stonks are a lot harder to manipulate than crypto. For you know? sure. So, so, yeah, dude, when you like zoom out like that <laughs> or zoom in, what would you call that? I was zooming out. Yeah, yeah. zooming out. Yeah. It looks so fucking nasty still. <laughs> yeah. We're still like in a parabolic fucking run up. Yeah, it you is. Know, it, it still doesn't. Cr- I don't know. You could be a bear and say, like, we haven't corrected yet, or it's just. I said on the podcast a few weeks ago, like, I did the math in my head. If, if these, like, 100K plus predictions by the end of 2021 are, is mm-hmm. to be true, mm-hmm. this has to occur. Like, this it's just going to go parabolic. Yeah. Until, like, two years from now. Yeah. You know, it has to in order to maintain that, like, rate of growth to hit those targets. No, I totally agree. Uh, and, and it's going to do that for probably so, another eight years or so. So, yeah, at, at this point, you're pretty much it's a coin flip, man. Like, if, if you're, like, looking at Bitcoin right now and you haven't decided whether or not to jump in. Yeah. Dude. Now. That's tough, man. Jump in now because that's better than later. I mean, that's it. So far, that's the trend. I mean, even if you bought at twenty thousand dollars, if you wait long enough, you're still going to be in the positives pretty soon. Uh, if 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 it keeps going up, if dude, you don't think it's going to keep going up? Uh, shit, I don't know. Dude, Come I, on, I can't say anything with certainty. Like, what do you, dude? What do you, I'm certain dude, it's going to go up. Fucking crystal ball here, man. <laughs> you're certain. Certain. Why don't you sell your house, dude? <laughs> <laughs> fucking put it all in. Because there's responsible betting and there's irresponsible betting. 
you, but if I knew for sure something well, was going up in price, I would go all well, in. Well, for sure it's going up, but how long is that going to take? Maybe another two years? I don't know. I mean, it could. It could take two years. Or it could take three or four years. Yeah. No, you're just you're optimistic, you know. I'm not optimistic. I'm <laughs> I'm very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> very accurate? What yeah, dude. Mean? Okay, you've been accurate. Uh, dude, I've been I've been pretty on the spot, okay. right? You you were hoping that it was gonna go down to seven thousand. It still can. It it can, but what's the probability of that? I think it's just as likely as it, you know, going down or going up. We don't fucking know, man. <laughs> like, see, just but because you just the some thing meme is, lines, I'm telling you, this is what I'm saying. Everyone's, <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, dude. The market does the opposite of what everyone expects it to do. Like, the market always finds a way to crush your spirits and your soul. Like from my experience, uh, yeah, but it does. If you were betting today, like you had to put in, you put in ten thousand dollars today. Mm-hmm. Would you bet that it's going to go up from today, or is it going to go down from today? In what time span? Just I don't know. Uh, give it six months, ten months. Me personally, I think there's a chance that we're not done correcting. I feel like because that again we. A few months, a few weeks ago, dude, that parabolic runner from 3K to 14K was ridiculous. Yeah. See, this is like, there's, there's two ways of thinking about it. Like I said, either that's that's a normal rate of growth to hit these semi-long-term targets. We, everybody's predicting, right? Yeah. Everybody's saying now, I don't think they were like a few weeks ago, but now I hear everybody talking about for sure Bitcoin's going to be 100K plus yeah. by the end of 2021. That's kind of like what we, we kind of agreed on. Like, I, I, what are you looking up? Here we go. No, no, keep talking. I, I just want to. I wanted to show you this. Okay. Uh, Shared. I lost my train of thought. So, GG. <laughs> Let's see what this guy has to think about. Uh, no, there was a post by Willy Woo. <laughs> Is that his real name? <laughs> Shit. Uh, where he talks about. He says he posts this picture, and he says, "I've circled all the places where Bitcoin dropped fifty percent over the last two years." And places where Bitcoin dropped 50% over the last two years. Okay. Yeah. And he, and there was zero circles because it hasn't dropped 50% over two years. There's been a couple of times it dropped 80%, but that's after the parabolic run up every four years. But other than that, it doesn't drop over 50%. So what is he saying? So what, what, so you say that it's if it hits 7,000, that's 50% is what you're saying. Correct. And that's kind of like what I'm waiting for, hoping for right. in a way so I can. And so, but he's saying history has shown it hasn't happened. Yeah, because it's usually like a 30% is like a sign exactly. of a correction. Exactly. Like in 2017 when I was yeah, because you have starting. To, you have to consider the mass psychology. They they, they know, the group, the group knows that after it hits 30% drop, that's when you buy. Yeah. Well, that's what we're all told. Well, way. yeah. So, but if we're all because told that, that's it, what happens. It's backed by data and history. Yeah, like you can too. look it up. Uh, it's probably way more like, like, so he's saying it never hits 50%. If it goes below 50%, like we're in a bear market, essentially. Yeah. We're going to go down 80, 80 exactly. 90%. Right. And we've already done that. We went from 20K to 3K. It could happen again. It, it could. It, <laughs> it could, could go but from 14K all the way down to two. See, but it, it doesn't follow the... The, the happening, the, yeah, it doesn't happening, follow the happening, the happening principle, and the the whole sequence and rhythm of Bitcoin. So then we could talk about what's driving up this price thing because it does look more to me. It looks organic, yeah, like this recent run up the last three or four days because of, oh yeah, there's actual news events happening that could possibly be influencing this buy pressure. Yeah, it could uh, be the futures trading. It was supposed to launch, but it didn't because it didn't get the CFTC approval. Which one? Backed. Backed. 
Again? You got fucked? It was no, no, not backed. It was Ledger X. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. What about Ledger X? They were supposed to launch like this week or something like that, and the CFTC didn't give give them approval. But if they ran out of that time, then automatically it would be approved. But the CFTC said no, don't launch. And so of course <laughs> they're it, they're pissed and they're gonna sue those guys and all this stuff. It's it's a an exchange. Ledger X is having their own exchange or how they well Ledger so it has nothing to do with the hardware wallet. So it's just another futures trading platform. Why is it called Ledger X then? That's the name of it. That's not so it's not affiliated with the hardware company. No, no. Really? Yeah. Dude, why would they get sued? <laughs> like isn't that No, you can have you can have the same names. No. Yeah, you, so you can't have the exact same name, but you can have the same names. It's oh, so Ledger it's Ledger X. It's not uh Nano Ledger X. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Shit. So see, I read the headline and I assumed it was the nah. hardware company was launching these future contracts. Like, what? What a fucking ridiculous branch out from like being a <laughs> hardware company. You know, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. But I guess, okay, now that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, also there's back, but yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with price, right? I think it, the speculation is what the well, Fed. Well, it's going to go up. I mean, if as soon as you can do futures trading, I mean, the price of Bitcoin, people assume it's going to go up. And so the price goes up. Who knows? That's what people thought. It's it's one of those speculation dates, right? Yeah, but look what happened whenever futures contracts came to like the CBOE or whatever the fuck. Yeah, what happened? The price dumped right after that shit went live. You know, <laughs> it gave like Wall institutional traders a chance to short yeah crypto market, and they probably made a killing. You know, they're all like, as soon as we can trade futures on this shit, we're we're gonna short the hell out of it. Huh. Damn, did that work? Well. <laughs> What 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 happened after that? Did it recover? Well, we're in that phase now. Now we're talking about launching more futures. Like shoot, <laughs> after a parabolic run up, it's like fuck. Let's short it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This, these futures contracts might not be as good as people want, to. but I know why people want them. Yeah, you know, it, it, in any kind of it's just another exchange. It's another sure. way to make money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what I was referring to, as far as like I was talking about the Fed rate um, decrease that uh, happened. Oh yeah, the. Uh, the interest rate, yeah, federal cuts. That's what people are speculating might be driving up the price of Bitcoin right now, and it's going to drive it up a lot more in the future. And then recently, Trump retweeted, you know, more China news. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> we're back on. Like every other week, he keeps like, you know, well, not he's only back that, and forth, back and forth. You know, Trump like, and the uh, some treaty they they're backing out on some uh, nuclear treaty arms yeah. race with Russia. Really? Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Yeah. So I mean, Trump. Trump's all over the place. He's going to be out soon. Yeah, like, it seems like he's making friends, but apparently not. Like, you know, he's having meetings with Kim Jong-un or yeah. whatever fucking name. Yeah, that's true. It, it looked like he was making friends, but... Yeah, uh, and apparently, like, last week, North Korea started launching missiles again. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? Like, he he makes good first impressions, I guess, but they don't last. I don't know. Maybe uh, he doesn't uphold could be the deals they discuss. Being fake. I don't know. Maybe they're just, like, trying to be... Or maybe he's just, like doing it for PR purposes and, like, not, yeah. uh, you know, it's yeah. not, like, a legit. And then once these, like, uh, world leaders find out, like, it's true colors and they get pissed and, like, fuck this. Right, right. I don't know. But, yeah, he's had tons of meetings with the leader of China. I think his name's, like, Xi Jinping or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, the trade deal, trade war is back on, so. So tell me what you what you understand about this uh, Federal Reserve cut on, on the rates. Like, what do you understand so far? Only thing I know is, like, I think, it hasn't happened since 2008. 
Yeah, they that's do, they, 10 years ago, over 10 which years. Which was after the housing financial bubble. That's right. And the reason why the Fed does this is they only do this usually like in a, a down economy, which is fucking weird because our economy yeah, is like, it's not it's, down. It's been like it's the best ever. Yeah. Unemployment at historic lows. Yeah. Everyone's racking in fat bags, you know, <laughs> just not everyone, but yeah, it seems like on paper, everything's Gucci, but for some reason, I don't know. And well, yeah. What was it? I don't I know, mean, dude. That's hard to understand what the fed, the feds like, I don't know. They yeah. have, it's like a secret. They're flexing. That's what they're doing. What do you mean? They're flexing They They say, well, we're just going to do rate cuts right now. You think so? Well, I, for no reason they're doing a rate cut. It's like everybody's anticipating a, a recession soon, right? Everybody's been sounding the alarm bell. Just, well, again, based yeah, off historical. It's due. It's, it's due. due. Yeah, we're yeah. due for it. I mean, there's there's signs of – his excuse, I think, was for like global growth is slowing. Not necessarily the United States. Yeah. But I think like the Federal Reserve, they're claiming they're just worried about the global landscape of the economy. Yeah. So yeah. I guess to kind of like, I don't know, keep America prosperous, they think they need to lower the interest rates. Well, what do you think this uh, interest rate is going to do to the price of Bitcoin? Well, that's what I'm saying. It it's obviously spooked Wall Street because as soon as they announced all this shit, the stocks went down like crazy. Yep. And what happened? Gold went up because I well I'm I'm paying attention to gold because I own it. Yeah. And I love it right now. I, I love being a gold owner right now, dude. I'm telling you. Well, why your your five percent gains? I don't understand. Why, are you- dude? What do you mean? It's a store of value. <laughs> And it's going up. My fucking stored value has been increasing, man. If I had that money in stocks, I'd be getting killed right now. <laughs> well, that's true, for sure. Actually, that's not true. Stocks have been going up pretty good, too. Well, they've been going up for the past decade. Yeah, stocks have been killing it, man. Yeah. And Trump is, like, latching on to the. He's claiming all responsibility for this monumental run-up. Well, know? here's the thing. And so, obviously, Bitcoin is a global asset, right? Yeah. And the United States decides to cut these rates, and which means it's increasing the supply of the dollar. And so anytime you increase the supply of the dollar, the prices of everything goes up. Milk, bread, Bitcoin, gold, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Uh, just because the value of the dollar decreases and therefore things get more expensive, it's seemingly more expensive yeah. because the value of dollar just went down. Um, and so... You know, you were talking about the price of Bitcoin 2021, whatever it is, when it peaks after that parabolic run-up. That's what everyone's kind of... You were you were saying it was going to reach, let's say, 200K, 250. Yeah, everyone's conservative these days, about 100K. Yeah. You know, whenever... In 2017, nobody expected 20K. Everyone was thinking like 10, 12. 10, 10 was the, the number just because of the... That was a psychological... And again, we're doing the same... We're repeating history. Everyone's got yeah. that 100,000 barrier in yeah. their mind. Yeah. You know, it's something about our brain chemistry we're like we, we just love that number yeah one zero 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 you know well, it's a log right you go from 10 you, to a hundred thousand yeah that's probably why we program everything in ones and zeros right yeah yeah <laughs> we just really love ones and zeros man but so that, again i think it'll bust right through that shit and probably well, hit like 200 000. well that's why i bring it up is because now with these these rate cuts yeah, there's a chance it could be two hundred thousand dollar bitcoin okay but but See, not just because of rate cuts, but you're you're saying what follows this or what? Well, yeah, I mean, just because the value of the dollar goes down, I'm thinking yeah. it's not really going to be a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin at its peak. It could be two hundred thousand mm, dollars. So okay. now I'm I'm sort of agreeing with you that it it, it could actually be two hundred thousand dollars. I really it's I hard for me to believe just because it's double of a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's 
that takes a lot of resources to do that. You're right, monetary resources. <laughs> it's true. The, the amount of money that has to pour into the market yeah, exactly. is going to be insane. But not only that, once it reaches $100,000, I would think the pleb is going to be <laughs> entering Bitcoin. Oh, fuck yeah. And then everybody's going to be experts. But that's what that's right. I, no, I don't know about that. Well, that's what they think. It's like, look, I, I, <laughs> yeah, got, in, yeah, I got in at 110000 Look, at it, it's 120 Yeah, it's true. But, but I, I don't think any of this shit matters as far as like rate cuts and stuff. Once we hit that hundred thousand point, that that's euphoric. That's oh, the euphoria yeah. phase all over again. That's that alone is what's going to drive the price up to two hundred thousand. It's going to be a global fucking like <laughs> panic. I wouldn't call it panic. It's going to be like a. It's like the opposite of an apocalypse. Yeah, it's just fucking greed. Everyone's yeah, yeah. going to see like holy shit. Like I remember like five years ago, Bitcoin was twenty k and everyone was freaking out. You know, yeah. I'm talking about like in twenty twenty one. They're all yeah. going to say this and then. So it's FOMO. They're going to fucking FOMO again, just like they did in 2017. Yeah, I think but I agree with you. Push. I agree with you. I think and then at some point, the whales are going to just gonna like dump their bags on everybody, yeah. like just like they always do. Yeah. You know? No, I, I think I hope we're, we're going to see a level of FOMO that we haven't seen on any other asset. Yeah. Like, no, it's going to be it's going to be like, because everybody says like, not everybody. I watched that Peter Schiff debate. Oh, yeah. I like, missed it. I, I should have. Yeah. Dude, we could probably make some like good snippets out of that. Like, yeah. Just like go over it and. Because the guy How who, long was it? It was an hour. Okay. And he debated a guy that's pretty fucking he sounded really smart, like a smart dude. I don't know what his history is, but Yeah. He gave Peter Schiff some good arguments, but I think at the end of the day, Peter Schiff Dude, Peter <sighs> Schiff is is kind of leaning towards Bitcoin. He won't no, say No, he it. even admitted like he was a total mistake that he didn't buy it when he fucking first heard about it. Like when it was ten bucks. Yeah. But his contention is he thinks it's done. Like the bubble already happened. And it's never going to be above twenty thousand again. Yeah, but how many times have we heard that? I mean, I know, come on, Peter, true. you've been around since it was ten dollars. Yeah, exactly. Come on, he saw the whole fucking thing happen, dude. Yeah. He like refused to buy any of it just because he's so. Yeah, I love my gold. You know, <laughs> when he bought, like, I think gold's maybe. I, I'm sure he's. I think it's gone. No, like in 2010 or 2000. Wait, when was Bitcoin made? 2009 or 2008? Well, it was released in 2000, January 2009. Okay. Well, my point is, like, January his 3rd. gold holdings did nothing compared to what Bitcoin did. You know what I mean? Well, for sure. It's from that time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be like getting into gold in the 1930s. What do you mean? Like, oh, like getting, Bitcoin? Yeah, getting into Bitcoin is like getting into gold in 1930s. Yeah. Because it, it had its own parabolic run-up, too. Yeah. The thing he doesn't really understand, I feel like, is, like, and the, the guy he was debating against didn't really emphasize that I think I would emphasize a little bit yeah. to him. Because he's an older gentleman, you know, there's nothing wrong about that, <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. He's from a an older generation. He doesn't necessarily grasp the technological movement that's happening right now. As far as like, yeah, like like we've talked about everything, because he kept on bringing up the tangible tangibility aspect over and over and over again. Yeah, which is which is like silly. something to us younger folk, you know, we don't give a fuck about none of that. Like yeah. you know, we always talk about how Bitcoin has similar or better properties than gold. You know, but you would think someone who is attracted for gold for what gold is, you would think that they would they would see what Bitcoin is and its similarities to gold and just at least buy a hundred dollars worth when it was ten bucks. Yeah, that's exactly what the dude told him. He's like, you know, how like you're kind of without being so mean about it, like kind of like you're fucking retarded, not for, just putting at least like ten percent. Yeah. Into Bitcoin, like when you did, you yeah. could have, you know, you would have been. See, right now, he would have $100,000. He would have converted. Yeah. If you would have bought $10 bucks. Bitcoin, you could have bought like 
Dude, he's a wealthy man. He could have bought easily like a thousand bitcoins for like yeah. how much is ten bucks? That's ten grand. Yeah. That's nothing to him. Yeah. And he'd be like one of the richest men yeah. in the Bitcoin world, you know, with a thousand BTC. He'd be Dude, chilling. He'd, he'd be shilling BTC. <laughs> exactly. He wouldn't be he fighting would be, it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his argument. The reason why But I don't know, man. I think this guy is hiding like a hundred BTC somewhere. Nah, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Dude, because he he's all in gold, man. That's why he's so against it. Gold you know? is so boring. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, I don't know. That debate was interesting. But yeah, he, so, he so, needed to grill into in Peter Schiff's mind that the newer generation doesn't give so much fucks about like the physical realm. Like we're more in yeah. tune with virtual shit. Yeah, digital. Yeah, you know, like kids like they spend their fucking you know all their money on digital clothes for their digital characters and mm-hmm. shit, and they're wearing like rags. You know, which I would even argue it's like that's weird. But what do you mean to buy digital stuff for your character? Why is that? Especially, weird? especially if it's not NFTs. If it was NFTs, I would understand. Well, it, no, it's just it's like a because they spend the majority of their time playing no, these video games and stuff, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I I I understand that, but to spend money on on a thing that's like vaporware, like it has no value. That's that's where I get caught yeah, up. Yeah, but on. when you're a kid, you're not thinking about value or like ROI oh, yeah. and shit like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no kids out there like, man, am I gonna get a return on these twenty bucks? Yeah, no, dude. They just impulse buy. It's like Pokemon cards, you know. But actually, Pokemon, yeah, you would have gotten some an value. ROI. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Some of these. See, but remember, you, I mean, we were all collecting cards, right? Whether it was Pokemon or basketball cards, we knew that when we bought these cards, that it could be worth something in I, the future. I'll be honest, I didn't even think about that when really? I was when I was spending all my parents' money on Pokemon <laughs> cards. <laughs> I was going ham, dude, and yeah, I, I didn't give a fuck about the future. I just wanted to be that kid in the school who was like, "Check me out." With my Charizard. <laughs> yeah. I actually did get a Charizard too, dude. Yeah. I opened up like a first edition you Charizard. Re- you, uh, on a regular pack, you, you yeah. received the Charizard. I got the fucking, the golden Charizard everybody wants today. Yeah. I got one and I was <laughs> retarded, dude. I got s- scammed by some Come on. Bag. So some, like um, my lack of, like like you, again, I, I just told you, I wasn't thinking about how the value of the card. Yeah. So when some dude came up to me and saw that I had this gold foil Charizard, he offered me 17 other holographics that he owned. Yeah. Pretty much his whole binder. He's like, I'll give you my whole binder for your Charizard. I was like, deal. <laughs> and pretty much he gave me 17 worthless cards for this one card that's worth like 10 grand today. Damn it. I'm you know? in. Yeah, I fucked up, dude. That's, I think that's one of my biggest regrets in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that I almost dropped out of college. I don't give a fuck about that. So how, <laughs> how old was he or anything like that? Like how Same age. We were, just, we were in, school, so, we were so like in he, elementary school, like fifth grade together. Yeah. Dude, so he recognized that it was valuable. Oh, yeah. Because he, dude, yeah. Dude, man, how could you do that? Fucking dumb, dude. The kid ended up selling dope and everything. Like, <laughs> she knows all about, <laughs> she knows all about, you know, trade. Yeah. She understands. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so what Pokemon cards do you have now? Fucking trash. I have a binder of just trash. I'm just going to give them to my niece and nephew just to tear them to pieces. It's, so, always, it's like a constant reminder of my failure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't have the Charizard. And I don't even have, like, where the fuck did all those 17 holographics go? I only have like four or five <laughs> left. Like, I don't know where they Dude, all Dude, what the hell, man? But again, I was a kid, man. Like, I'm surprised I still have some of them lingering around, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. 
See, but, when I was a kid, we have we had our cards like in binders and like little sleeves and yeah, me too. And we still have them. You still have them? Yes. Where the fuck is it? Is it here? Um, <laughs> my brother has half. I have the other in in a box. What kind do you got? Anything? It's rare? just basketball cards. But oh, yeah, no, man, I got a 1986 Michael Jordan what rookie card? Yeah, isn't that worth like a shit ton of money? Uh, yeah, but I don't think this one is just because it was like damaged. Not not it was damaged. I think it was like a reprint or something, but. But it still says 1986, so I just kept it, right? So I still have it. Yeah, I saw a YouTube video of some dude. <clears throat> like, he bought the pack. So, like, $1,000 a pack on eBay. Wow. He bought, like, three of them in hopes that he would get that fucking Michael Jordan rookie card. Yeah. And he fucking got it in he one of the three it? packs. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think he damaged it a little bit. Like, he fucking he was opened it and excited. he freaked out. I think he, like, Crushed damaged it. it. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. And then he went to get it graded. It was, like, an 8, oh, eight out of 10. So it wasn't, if it's, like, a mint 10... Yeah, you know that that Damn. actually counts. You have to get those cards graded. That's shit. true. Yeah, that's true. And that has a huge impact on it. Dude, that's so fucking ridiculous, man. Collectors are retarded. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you get too much wealth. Yeah, you know what I mean. You yeah, don't know yeah. what to do with your money. Mm-hmm. Same thing with cars and everything. It's just you just have too much money, so you just collect arbitrary bullshit that you really don't need. Yeah, but but. I, I mean, know. it's a talking piece. I mean, if you sure. show a Michael Jordan rookie card to somebody. I mean, it's pants. cool. It's cool for like thirty seconds, and then you move on. Yeah, then you move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I guess it's cool. You like people like to have nice, cool things, right? Well, yeah. it's gonna be like that in NFTs, right? That yeah, that's true. It's gonna be the exact same thing. It's, it's like, gonna work. I paid one point five million for this NFT car. It's yeah, like, people are already cool. doing that just yeah. because I think there's those people. They're speculating that because they're gonna be like that that rookie card, like the first of its kind type shit. So in the future. Yeah. 20, 30 years from now, if this whole NFT thing takes off, and right. just, they're going to be heading on to some super valuable treasures, you know? Yeah, yeah. So going back to these... Uh, if anybody doesn't know what an NFT is, it's, it's, it's non-fungible token. Yep. Which essentially is like a... It's like a virtual asset, but yeah. like... like uh, in it, Non-fungible means like... Bitcoin is fungible. It can, yeah. you, can, you can have one Bitcoin or you can have 0. 0.0001 Bitcoin. Okay. The fact that you can have a point zero zero one Bitcoin, that means it's fungible. Yeah. And so non-fungible tokens is you have one of something and there is no point of something. So whenever, for for example, you have uh, a crypto kitty, you have one crypto kitty. You don't have half a crypto, crypto kitty. And there's only, and there's only going to be that one crypto kitty. Right? Yeah. There's just that one. Yeah. It has a unique idea, I guess. So it's sort it's of like it, it's, it's a cryptocurrency that can't be broken down, right? There's only. Or replicated. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's what a cryptocurrency is. You can't yeah. duplicate it, right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's just a, a coin that you can't break into pieces like you can Ethereum and Bitcoin. And but so the forth. reason why that has more value than just, say, a regular Pokemon <laughs> card or is because it has real-world value to it. Well, Pokemon well, card does too. They're the same in terms of, like, I rarity not, and value. Yeah. But the fact that it, you can trade it electronically, you can send the CryptoKitty from United States yeah. to China. I guess it's more like, not forget Pokemon cards. It's more about video games, like all those cool yeah. items you earned in video games. Yeah. Like especially if you played WoW, World of Warcraft. There's like certain bosses in that game where you have to spend months to try, and it's based on luck too. That if you can luckily get these like a certain sword, yeah, you got it. You know, you get it, but it's not worth anything really unless you sold your account to somebody on the black market, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But if you earn these NFT. In the same in a decentralized video game, mm-hmm. then you can actually monetize your achievement. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Yeah, you can use an NFT exchange to actually sell it. And yeah. somebody can take your NFT and port it into their game or you can transfer that NFT. And if the developers of a new game support those NFTs, then you can showcase your sword on top of your car in yeah. this NFT car game, Yeah, which, man. which would be cool. I mean, I can't wait to get into Decentraland, man. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's listening. coming. That's because, coming. Uh, yeah, apparently, like, lots of people are putting out, like, little little snippets of the... There's a closed beta going on right now for Decentraland. Yeah. And it looks cool. Like, visually, it looks like something that's interesting, but, like, you keep bringing it up. There's just, like, nothing to do in there. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of builder stuff. And, yeah. of course, they have some developers um, building these 3D models that look cool, that are unique. Yeah, like, there's cool... They have a museum... Yeah, it's already built and it's got like tons of like digital art. I would call it, I guess. Yeah, right. It's not like so. It's not like an actual painting somebody did and then they. Well, I'm sure they took a picture of the painting and they just. Yeah, so it's like on the wall of this museum, so you can go in with your little character and like look around. And I'm sure you can purchase it too. I mean, that's, that, that's the idea. That's that's what I have in my head. Yeah, it's like a display for artists to you know. Yeah, display versions. display their art. Across yeah, the have, globe. Exactly. You don't have to go fucking like like uh there's probably like tons of awesome artists in New York City, but in order yeah. to go see their shit, you gotta fucking fly to, over there. Yeah, that's right. Like and it's a probably really expensive I don't know if but they I charge think, to get I, in or what. I, don't I think know. part of the value of, of seeing art in person, it's it's the actual piece of art, right? In sure. in Decentraland it's a PNG. <laughs> right, a JPEG. Yeah. So you kinda lose the the essence of, you think of so? the art. Yeah, absolutely. But nonetheless, I mean, as long as the merchants who are selling the art are honorable, um, you know, you can still purchase that art there. You don't think, though, that, like, in the future, people will value more, like, digital art than physical art? Like, let's say sculpting. Like, a, a, a Greek sculpture today, people revere. Yeah, like yeah. These ancient sculptures, you know, these, like, naked dudes with tiny wieners. <laughs> <laughs> people look at them and they're like, oh, I guess because it's hard to do, right? They yeah, have, but... Like, the- but the thing Chip is, away at it. but the 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 awe of it yeah. is its physical presence, not well, a picture well, of because it. Because of these, because that's what we we're used to, physical yeah. reality. So I'm thinking in the future, VR really takes off, and then like 3D artists create these like amazing. I mean, they're already it's already like awe inspiring when you go into like a beautiful video game and you see some like a, a virtual world that these artists put together and shit. Well, for so sure. I'm thinking. I'm wondering if some like 3D guy makes just like this beautiful sculpture in in a virtual setting, will it still have the same value as you know like these old art pieces sell for like millions sometimes? It's tough. It's tough because that that sculpture, that 3D art that this uh, creator built, yeah, it's tied to a, a key, right? There's a hash value of that creation that is unique. That's what makes that creation unique, and then you. Then you would have to, I guess, tie that into a private key that you can you can sell, and then that's the only creation that exists, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that is where the value is: is that this virtual creation it only exists in in this unit only. Yeah, right. That's that's where the value is, um, and and I guess part of the value is who created it. What if it was like? But I guess what I'm asking is like, will our perceptions change a little bit? Like, d- it depends. I think on, it will. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it will. It's sort of like how kids today they're they're okay with spending twenty bucks on a virtual shirt. Exactly. You know? <laughs> probably more of these. I think. It's pro- yeah, it's probably more. I play a game called Dota today, yeah. and I saw just the other day. It's like two swords for your character that yeah. you play. Yeah. Thousand bucks. 
two swords for a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks to buy that. And that shit ain't worth nothing. I mean, you could resell it on the market, but but does, is there a market for those things? Like, yeah, there's a market. They have place. an actual store that you can it's spend real USD dollars. Yeah, it's a Steam market. Uh, wow. Yeah, I guess like in Steam games, there's people buy and sell each other's gear, basically. See, your your market is other players. With yeah. NFTs, it's anyone on the planet that that wants that NFT. Mm. Like for example, the guy who bought that car for one point five million dollars. Yeah, F one car. Yeah. He may not be playing video games. No, I think whoever bought that is just a pure speculator. That's what I'm well, thinking. Yeah, yeah. And we don't even know how, or that guy doesn't even know like how that NFT is going to be incorporated into Decentraland or what. It's just, right now it's just a uh, somebody made like a, a drawing. I don't know if you want to pull it up or something. Yeah. See what it looks like. You're recording the screen, right? Yeah. This is like a good, if anybody doesn't understand what we're talking about with NFTs, because we talk about Decentraland a lot and stuff, which is a crypto project <coughs> that aims to be, if you, if anybody's seen that movie, Ready Player One, like Decentraland is pretty much like the fucking alpha version of that world in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. What the fuck is that? I think you found the wrong thing, dude. Next future transportation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> different <not> NFT. <laughs> Type in Formula One, F1 car, or just F1. Okay. Yeah, that should be it. Whoa. So these are different types of cars, I guess. Yeah, see, F1. These are all F1 cars. So who knows? Who knows yeah. if one day in Decentraland you'll be able to cruise down the street and these motherfuckers are, or what? Or they'll create like an awesome racing video game. Right, right. And you just own, you you know, because the, the first one that they made of this car sold for like a hundred grand or something like that, 200 grand. I don't know. It was a lot of money. Yeah. But if you think about it, like it was something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. You know? And uh, yeah, this is it. This is the exact car. All it is is $100,000. For that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an image essentially, but but it's a unique car. On the blockchain, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. kind of like a crypto kitty. Exactly. And, so, and those were being sold for like tens of thousands of dollars. So what's the difference between this and like, like I said, the Steam market? You know, if a video game, let's say like a racing game is released on Steam. It's, so the, the world is smaller in Steam. I think, it's, I think you're right. It's because it's unique, right? It's the only one. Yeah, it's the only one. And yeah. I mean, you can use a block. You, you can be the sole owner of this. And the reason why... This couldn't be done in, in the past is because of it's, it's because not you verifiable. Can, correct. And you can copy these these virtual t shirts. Uh-huh. Right. You wouldn't be able to copy this because yeah. that's the whole point of, of crypt uh, cryptography. Uh-huh. You can't you can't make copies of it. Yeah. And so I mean that's that's why this is valuable is because it's unique. Right. Yeah. If you could just copy this well, which which what video games today do like because yeah. it has those thousand dollar swords that I'm talking about. You can buy, but there's tons of them yeah, on the market. Yeah, you can buy. You know, if you want to buy ten of them, you can buy ten of them. So how come a video game company couldn't do that? You think? Well, they could. They could arbitrarily limit. It's like only one only person one. could, yeah. but but it's it's just limited within the game. Yeah. Right. You couldn't. You, I as a non video game player couldn't buy that dual sword. But you could. If you just log into the yeah, marketplace but, and see, buy but it. but I would have to log in, and then what am I going to do with it? I don't right? know. It's, it's useless. I think, like, these things have to be, like, cross-platform. Like, whatever games they create in this decentralized universe, you got to be able to migrate this asset to different yeah. games and stuff. That's going to give it way more value. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
But yeah, there's like a shit ton of stuff going on with NFTs that I don't know about. I, I, I see those tweets all the time, man. Like yeah. NFT stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, I want to make sure we go back to this and see if we, we covered everything. So low interest rates. Um, this is just showing that because of the low interest rates, investors are going to look into putting their money into Bitcoin, as they should. Yeah, because we always talk about, right, gold and Bitcoin. Well, we finally agreed, like, gold and Bitcoin aren't enemies, you know. No, they're not. They're, they, they they fulfill pretty much the same purpose. It's like a... Yeah. It's, it's When people in the traditional markets, like equities and stuff, they panic. Yeah. Because they think, like, shit's about to hit the fan. What do they do? They... they they balance their port, you know, their portfolios out and sure. to mitigate risk. So traditionally, it's go to gold, which is showing gold has been going up. So people are, in my mind, I think I'm, that's like a warning. People are expecting something. Yeah, a downturn coming, in right? the economy. Yeah. Exactly. And for Bitcoin, I mean, as of January 2019, all the way through July, it's been the best performing asset. Since when? Since uh, this year, just the last eight months. Like around May, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and that's when a lot of like the the trade war shit started happening, you know. Yeah, that's and right. there's, there's always been speculation like the Fed's gonna, you know, get kooky here pretty recently. <laughs> yeah, and and the whole fact that the Fed can print out money and Bitcoin has a max cap at twenty one million, I mean that's that's a dichotomy that you should kind of break down and understand that Bitcoin should be more valuable than any fiat currency out there just because of its nature. Yeah, see something I the. This whole Fed rate decrease thing, maybe kind of <clears throat> think about the whole decentralized finance thing. Yeah. How, how it's relatable to like, essentially the Fed is like make or DAO, right? It's the Fed's job to regulate yeah. the U.S. dollar. Like in times of crisis, like the, the Fed has to make the decision like, oh shit, we got to raise or lower interest rates to make sure the dollar doesn't crumble. Yeah, because right now there's $22 trillion in debt, and imagine paying interest on $22 trillion. Yeah. And so what they do is they they raise the ceiling a little bit. They introduce new money in circulation, therefore making it cheaper to pay the interest. Mm. Right? Because if you have $100,000 in um, in interest that you have to pay, yeah. if you have cheaper dollars to pay that interest, it's better for you. Yeah. The only problem is your principal that you loaned out increases but that's okay because the dollar is cheaper. Mm. And so they keep raising that until all of a sudden, you know, people just decide is like, Hey, we can't keep raising it because we just devalue the dollar. And therefore it's no longer the world's reserve currency. You know, there's better options out there at that point. Mm. And so that's sort of why the United States is competing and it's trying to stay the world reserve currency um, by doing these sorts of kind of manipulations. And but the problem is that now that we have Bitcoin as uh, as an alternative, this is the first time that Bitcoin is going to see the repercussions of the U.S. dollar being devalued and therefore potentially they have a two hundred thousand dollar. Yeah, it should be positive, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> There's no way this is negative for Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, the only way you could see that is in a scenario where everyone's just panicking and just exiting everything. <laughs> but but yeah, but, but exit the, to what though? Yeah, exactly. If the dollar is it becomes less valuable but the thing is the dollar is what we use to purchase everything yeah you know what i mean so yeah. it's not like bitcoin is a is a supplement or a replacement for that dollar use case right yeah the only thing i could see people escaping to the bitcoin for is well it's it's like a, it's a store of value store of value and but, but traditionally people only use like five to ten percent of their net worth to store their value but right? think about this if let's say you have one dollar right and you put that dollar into bitcoin 
And then tomorrow, that dollar gets valued by 50%, right? That means you have 50 cents. That dollar is now worth really 50 cents. Yeah. Uh, but you have that Bitcoin. And so, essentially, you've almost doubled your money just by keeping it in Bitcoin. Yeah. And so, then you would go buy your milk. Since they don't take Bitcoin, you convert that, that Bitcoin into dollars. And that's what you use to buy your milk. Yeah, but dude, that's a hassle of a process. It is. Dude. It is like, a hassle, but sometimes you need. We, there is no alternative, though. Yeah. That's and then think about this: once, once the dollar has runaway inflation, just like every other, well, some other fiat currencies right now, and in the future is going to be all fiat currencies. But let's say it has a runaway inflation, and Bitcoin's value is not a million dollars; it's probably like twenty million dollars per Bitcoin. Why? Why so high? Is because all the fiat currencies that exist are so devalued. That it takes that much fiat currency to buy a single Bitcoin. Yeah. And at that point, it would be useless to compare a Bitcoin versus a dollar or any other fiat currency. It would, it would just be, it's just going to cost 20 Satoshis to buy your, your movie. Well, maybe not. You know, like we're obviously seeing a new trend of stable coins. Like you're just taking oh, it yeah, off. Oh, yeah, true. Too. Yeah. Like, like we've, we've already talked about Iran is pegging a, or they're making a digital currency that's pegged gold. And Iran is launching that. Obviously, Facebook's doing their Libra thing. Yeah. We just heard about Walmart is coming out with their own digital That's currency. Right. And it's going to give, like, their their uh, customers, like, rewards, benefits, and discounts if you use their digital currency. So, obviously, big corporations are fucking they're looking at this digital currency thing. And they're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. There's, this is way better than the dollar. <laughs> yeah, like, for we, sure. We want to accept these, these stable coins because, I don't know, I guess it gives them more control. Yeah. Of uh, customer behavior, maybe? I'm for not sure. sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have more control and they can have incentives. I mean, right now, if you go and buy something at any store, you use a credit card, right? The, the store has to spend 3.5% yeah, on that transaction. Yeah. So with yeah. crypto, they're not spending that 3.5%. They're barely spending 0.01%. Exactly. So that's where they want to go. That's why Walmart is pushing cryptocurrencies for their own benefit. They don't give a shit about anybody and sovereign currency and all that stuff. They don't, they don't so care. So it's going to, it's going to grant them back that 3% yeah. essentially. Which, which they're it's huge. Yeah. Which is huge. That's for like 50% of yeah. their bottom line right there. Returned. Yeah, it's true. It is not a high margin business. At yeah. All. It's definitely not. <laughs> and that's why Walmart is dominating because first they're everywhere yeah. and they've squeezed out all the, the profits that they can out of their prof uh, out of the products that they have. Mm hmm. Uh, but if you return them 3% on every single transaction, that's over 50% of their margin. Yeah. That's actually pretty, that's important to think about for sure. It's yeah. obvious. So so my and thinking is governments are next, you know, because yeah. we're, we're talking about $20 million Bitcoin and stuff, but we're not going to be spending Satoshis, dude. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to, unless they call the No, no, for sure. I, all I'm saying is yeah. the the only way to actually value something is going to be by how many satoshis it is. Oh, cuz yeah, because there won't be a dollar value. It won't anymore. be a dollar value because it's it's irrelevant. It's kind of obsolete. It's sort of like if you put how many how many boulevards does it take to buy a bitcoin? It's like a trillion. <laughs> like what's the point at that point? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What's that transition point going to look like then? It's fucking weird. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> I I don't know if we'll see it. Um but we might. We might. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds scary to me. <laughs> I like being comfortable. With these I don't want no fucking economic collapse, man. Just to usher in this new digital age of currencies. See, but I feel like that's going to be required, though. Well, there 
it's okay if there's a collapse as long as you have Bitcoin, you know, because that, that shit is not going to collapse. Dude, but dude, not everyone's going to have Bitcoin is what I'm saying. The majority well, of true. people won't, and then they're going to suffer. That's you, true. Yeah, us, us fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> we might get rich off this shit, but, like, yeah. we're still going to hurt because everyone's hurting, right? And we go down with them. Right, right. You know, it's not good news. That's it's kind of like that scene. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, The Big Short. It's like that scene where ah, I think I don't know if I've seen it. You no, know, it's it's a, it's one with Brad Pitt, and it's it's all about and uh, I I don't think I've seen the, it. I, I want to see it. You got to do all the shit you show me. You never watch yeah. anything I tell you to watch. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you watch that as soon as you can. Cause How it's, many it's times have you told me to watch a big short? Like twice. But like 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 twice. But it was a long time ago. But yeah. obviously you just blew it off. Like <laughs> fuck it. It's probably retarded. It was a good fucking movie. If you want to understand the financial crisis, and there's another one called Margin Call, which I think is even better. Yeah. But it's kind of more like serious tone. Sure, Big sure. Short is kind of like a comedy. Yeah. Slash serious. But anyways, there's a I feel a like scene. I've seen it because it's, it's so, yeah. yeah. You, maybe you like watch some clips. Yeah. Let's watch the clip of, of the scene I'm, I'm thinking of. <clears throat> I think type in the Big Short and <sighs> just type in the Big Short and then I'll, I'll find the clip just off of the way it looks. <laughs> oh, you missed. I think it's. Okay, scroll down. Yeah, I'll tell you when I see it. Keep going down, keep going down. Hold on. Stop. Keep scrolling down. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Keep going down. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. I don't recognize this. You don't recognize nah. any of this stuff? Yeah, you probably haven't then. Just keep going down. It's a good fucking movie. Where the fuck is this scene? Come on. Keep going down. <laughs> right there. Shorts turn on Wall Street, I think. Oh, fuck. It's eight minutes. Uh, what's the industry leader, by the way, filed for bankruptcy? The company immediately. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <coughs> okay, no, this is a scene where, like, everything's starting to shit the fan or hit the, the fan. Yeah, yeah. But these guys, they're like a couple of young guys. And they shorted the market. Slow. Now, the Institute of yeah, uh, ahead of time. So they're going to make a killing. I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> Fast forwarded, though. The principal yeah. source of the slowdown in economic. Keep going, keep going. I would call it. I'm not going to burn my reputation. Never mind. It's, it's before hunch. this shit. Like, the scene okay. I'm talking about. Anyways, the scene, <clears throat> it's like they're celebrating. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like we, we we got our deal because they got, like, the Brad Pitt character to get them, like, a $200 million, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, access to short the market. And they're all celebrating. And then Brad Pitt's like, like, hold on, motherfuckers. Like, you realize what you just did? Like, you're, you're pretty much betting on, like, the collapse of our financial system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Which is fucked up in a way, but. Yeah, but that's part of the game, though. I know. It's part of the game, but if, when you think about it, it's like they're betting on the shit. Yeah, know. an apocalypse, essentially. Apocalypse, yeah. So, in a way, if you're, if, you're, if we're, like, crypto adopters, we're, like, betting on, like, <laughs> our traditional shit to class. But that's what we want, right? Yeah, like, yeah. We don't, we don't like the way things are. Yeah, for there's sure. There's good reasons for that, but I don't think it's going to be some, like, peaceful fucking transition, man. It's going to We're back. All right, guys, we had a little uh, hiccup with the video again, uh, but we're back. And uh, we were just talking about not only the price of Bitcoin in our little break here, but we were talking about uh, one thing that I wanted to show Iman, Compound. So Compound is a decentralized sort of savings account in, in a way where you can stake DAI and earn interest off that DAI. And if we go into uh, the DeFi saver, which is one of the options that we have here, um, you can choose to uh, stake DAI 
and gain, you know, up to 15% interest on that die. And so this is important when after Bitcoin goes to, you know, $100,000, $200,000 and you decide to exit, you want to put that money to work for you, right? I don't think that really matters. It's good for anybody, right? Well, yeah, it's good for anybody. Like, if you have a few a few thousand dollars that you want to earn interest on, then you can Yeah, let's use. say like you say you, you believe in this whole crypto thing yeah. and you like the space, but you're a little skeptical and scared of the volatility and shit. And you, This is a good alternative. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get involved with crypto, because you're essentially, you're purchasing a cryptocurrency. Uh, well, no, you're not. Yeah, with the DAI you are. So you're converting your fiat. Right. For DAI, which is a stable coin, which is pegged to Ethereum. It's pegged to Ethereum. Or it's not pegged to Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. It uses, because DAI is what is associated with MakerDAO, right? That's what keeps the DAI stable. Correct. Is the collateral. Collateralized deposition. Yeah. Of Ethereum. So, yeah, by purchasing DAI, you're, essentially you're just converting your dollars to stable coin. But, yeah. But that earns you interest. Yeah. Nice. And for example, here's some examples of the interest. So you can stake um, basic attention token, DAI, Ether, Augur. And, and some of the other ones. But if you notice, the stable coins, DAI and USD coin, are the ones that give you the most interest back. Yeah. And so I, I was turned to this by Chico Crypto's video. And uh, in his video, he talked about 15%. But right now, DAI interest rates are 12.62% uh, for supplying. And then to get a loan with DAI, it, it would cost you 17% an APR, annual mm. percentage rate. Mm. So... If you do have a bunch of DAI laying around, if you put it into this decentralized financial system, then you can earn 12.62% annually on your DAI. This is through Compound? This is, yeah, this is through their Compound. This is Compound's interface. And yeah. so, obviously, we have other options here. We we don't have to use Compound. We can use Xerion. It's in the Coinbase wallet. That's probably the most obvious one. Well, this one, you have to connect. Uh, you have to actually use the uh, the Coinbase wallet. Holy shit. See, I've never even been here. What is all of that? So remember Coinbase, so Coinbase has two wallets or two apps. Uh-huh. One is the common one that everyone uses to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. And then there's the Coinbase wallet app where the app itself stores the private keys within your phone. So whenever somebody downloads the Coinbase Exchange app, mm -hmm. it's different. That Exchange app, they're holding your private keys for you. Yeah. So what is this again? <laughs> and so this is holding the private keys. You are the holder of the private keys. Us or Coinbase? This is us. This is Coinbase's <laughs> Coinbase wallet. That's the name of the wallet. Okay. And so this, so this is a separate download. Yeah. And so this app stores your private keys on the phone. Okay. So you have complete control. So in addition to storing the private keys within this app, they give you access to crypto kitties and all the decentralized dApps that exist today that mm. they support of course yeah and so one of them is so this is, is an alternative compound. to storing your shit on the ledger yes but it's 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 it's, it's still uh, risky because it's, it's on a it's riskier ain't it it's riskier it's web based yeah so there's more points of attack in this sense Coin yeah, you're, but you're trusting coinbase aren't you in a, in a sense you're trusting their Coding ability. Well, there's security protocols. Right? Yeah. And, and what if you're, if you store your, all this shit, you could store on the Ledger Nano X, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And you still have access to all the dApps with Ledger Nano X. Because these are ERC20s, everything, right? Yeah. I believe. More than likely. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. So, so you can use any of these options here. 
Um, and it'll give you access to the same exact thing, 12%. Um, and so Chico Crypto used DeFi Saver mm-hmm. uh, because just, just because you like the interface. But you have all these options, and I like this one just because it shows you quickly what the interest rates are, and it's 12.62%. Okay, so click on die. What does that do? Uh, so, yeah, the price to to uh, store your die, it, it is a dollar, but uh, you get to stake at 12.62%. Mm. Let's see, utilization, market liquidity. That's how much dies in circulation? Six million? Six million f- in compound. In, in, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, this is cool. It's a good alternative. You know, to, like you said, just putting your money in your bank account doesn't really do shit, right? Yeah. You're just yeah, kind of giving the banks all the power to Yeah, because money. what the bank is doing with your money is they're loaning it out and they're making all the f- the yeah. all the interest, right? Yeah. And they're, they're giving the you nothing. Ma- they're the ones making the 12% or whatever the fuck. Exactly. Loaning it out. Yeah. So it's kind of like by eliminating the banks or the necessity for the banks. Uh, Dude, everything's automated through this decentralized platform. So it's like the money comes back to us. Yeah, the financial system is built upon this very concept. Yeah, that's exactly. And the banks, this is how the banks make money. Yeah. And and this decentralized app takes that completely away from the banks. Yeah. And and restores, it gives us some money. Those who have the money and decide to uh, put it into compound, we make the interest. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what crypto is all about. Like I, I keep saying FUBU. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For us, via us, is like without our participation in this this decentralized application, you know, you're putting your own assets, your own money into yeah. it. And without that, this thing wouldn't exist because it would have no money to churn back out for loans. Yeah, correct. Right? Correct. But instead, you're not relying on a middleman, a banking establishment to facilitate yeah. all this. It's all smart contracts. Yeah. and Which is fucking crazy. <laughs> dude, and just like you were saying, in 2017, DAI did not exist. Yeah. You couldn't have done this with If, your, I, if DAI existed, yeah, with with all my, if I would have like, because I was scared to cash out, right? Cause yeah. I, and back then, the only way to cash out, you could have tethered out, but tether is notoriously like not a safe <laughs> yeah. escape, you know, exit. But if this was around, yeah, I could have lived out the fucking interest of this thing. If yeah. I would just, if I would just put all my, um, Crypto profits into die, but it wasn't around back then. Yeah, unfortunately. But see, this to me, like, it blows my mind because, dude, we have options. Like, I, I'm, I would seriously consider completely converting into crypto um, from fiat <laughs> just because of this. Like that, <laughs> that thought has entered my mind. I'm mad. Like, what do you mean? Like all your life savings? Yeah, everything. Hundred percent converted to crypto and and use well, this as a savings account. Yeah, convert it to this specifically. Yeah. So you can earn the interest money. Yeah, correct. So what are the risks? What's the downside? Uh, there has to be something. The downside is, so this completely operates on smart contracts. Okay. And smart contracts are made by human beings. And what are human uh, beings really good at doing? Fucking shit up. Exactly. <laughs> fucking, so yeah. the thing is, Compound has gone through a bunch of like reviews on their smart contracts and they've passed and everything. And so there's there's a little there's little chance that there's a vulnerability in the smart contract, uh, but nonetheless there's a chance. There's a chance, yeah. And so there's also a way. Um, there's a another platform called Nexus Mutual that you can pay mm. for an insurance on the money that you're putting into this into Compound. So if you're like a little skeptical and scared that one day like. Yeah, the there's worst a case scenario is going to happen because it's happened before to Ethereum smart contracts yeah. and tons of people lost money that way. Yep. 
to the point where they wanted to roll back the fucking blockchain or something like that. And, and not only that, there was a huge fork between Ethereum, yeah. right? Ethereum Classic and now Ethereum. So it's, it's obviously like a reality and it's a possibility. So Yeah. So I guess if you're skeptical, like say somebody who's like thinking like you, like, fuck, dude, why do I have these useless dollars that don't earn me shit? Like, yeah. I'm just going to convert them all to die. Yeah. So this is your... Your, this is your alternative. This is your white knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nexus Mutual. When I heard about this, this is fucking crazy. I can't believe. Dude, they're decentralizing everything, man. What's wrong? <laughs> Dude, this is this is what we've been asking for, man. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, we're, we're, we can completely operate on a, on a new financial system right now. Yeah. The only issue is all this awesomeness is being built on, like, the slowest blockchain ever. <laughs> yeah, but but true. Well, one of them. True. That's the thing. Ethereum is like it has the most insane developer community ever. Yeah, true. Yeah. But it, it's unfortunate that it's gonna take years for scalability <laughs> to be solved, right? Yeah. But you know. the the only trade off with Ethereum is that you gotta wait a little bit longer. Right? When when so with uh yeah. Coinbase, they, they gave you twenty dollars worth of die if you do Coinbase earn. And so I took those twenty dollars and I deposited into into uh, compound. Yeah. And so right, so with twelve percent interest in in the few hours that it's been in in compound, I've earned twentieth of a a twentieth of a penny. Damn. <laughs> with twenty dollars rolling in it, dude. <laughs> Fucking crazy. But uh, but had I put two thousand dollars, I would have earned a penny in a few hours. Yeah. And so. Think about, you know, how many, you know, how many days will I, will it take to earn a couple of dollars, which is already a lot more money using compound and earning interest using compound than it is putting into a bank account, right? Mm-hmm. It would take me several years at 0.01%. Yeah, it's not, to earn I mean, a dollar. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like it doesn't exist. Like, yeah. Who really cares? Nobody's putting their money in their fucking bank account expecting to make you know, yeah. a return. Yeah. Maybe like a... Money mutual savings account or something like that. Well, see, you know? not only that, you're losing money by saving in, in your savings account. Uh-huh. You're losing money because of inflation, right? Yeah. There's 3% inflation. Mm-hmm. So even though your bank account is not going down, the value of it is going down. You just don't see it. True. That's why it's not, you know, many people hold cash. You know, it's not a good asset to hold. That's yeah. for sure. True. But they, yeah, this is, this is cool. See, it, it blows my mind because literally we, there's no need for banks as far as I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, that, that I mean, that's the whole purpose of this whole crypto movement, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Satoshi had it like whenever he fucking created Bitcoin. There's a reason why the shit popped up like immediately after the financial bubble. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess this is humanities or fucking some random alien or something who came down here to save Seriously. us from ourselves. Seriously, that's what's so fucking weird about the timing of Satoshi's creation was so peculiar. It could have happened anytime, but yeah. it happened right after the financial crisis. So yeah. I think like it was the awakening moment. Like we're like, what what are we doing here? Yeah, you know, like our fucking whole monetary system is. Yeah, the thing is so fragile at any ma- moment. That person, that group of people, they must have been working on this for years, though. Uh-huh. Like, and it wasn't just him. Yeah, and it wasn't. He just worked him. off of like research and yeah. you know, development from. Yeah, he he stood on the shoulders of giants. Exactly. For he sure. Just he he cracked the code and came out with. You know. Proof of work. But that's just Bitcoin. But yeah, this whole it sparked a movement is what I'm saying. Yeah. And the movement is, yeah, fuck centralized yeah, if <laughs> entities. There's, if there's we no can do bi- it ourselves. Yeah, if there's no Bitcoin, there's no Ethereum. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. But it's like again, yeah, the whole point of this whole thing is to uh I guess take take the 
take the responsibility out of humans' hands and leave it up to the code. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's ultimately still up to humans, but <laughs> it's it's not up to Is it though? It, it's not up to centralized individuals who get to decide what they do with their money. Yeah, because like right now, if you want a loan, you have to go to a bank and you have yeah. to apply and they have to evaluate you. Yeah. They have to evaluate you on an individual basis and like determine how fucking wild you are with your money and Yeah, and, and with loans, you have to put something up for collateral. Right. If it's not a house, it's a car. If it's not a car, it's your reputation, your credit score. Yep. And so something's always at stake. And it's the same with crypto. When you when you need a loan for crypto, you need to put up 150% collateral. So if you want to borrow one Ethereum, you have to you have to stake 1.5 Ethereum. And if you fail to pay back that loan, your 1.5 Ethereum is gone. Mm. And so, I mean, for now, that's the only way to do it. Eventually, once you tokenize a house and tokenize cars and tokenize assets, then you'll be able to stake those too. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, all this falls in line with, yeah, security, securitizing assets and yep. Yep. everything, man. Everything will be digital and exchangeable and it'll all be on blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it all, I think this show's over, dude. Yeah. We just came to the conclusion. <laughs> Fucking blockchain, dude. Yeah, dude. I just read, yeah, we just read that the fucking Department of Defense is going to use blockchain to secure their communication lines. Oh, right, what right. What the fuck? The applications never end. <laughs> yeah, and Department of Communications, I mean, they don't really, there's no need for them to use blockchain. Who? Like, oh, Department of Defense. Yeah. So, but why would they need to do that? So like, they don't why get it, listened in on, I guess. They don't get hacked. In yeah, but blockchain fucking- is like, it's a public ledger. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. Yeah. I'm just saying, but they're looking into it. You know, all, blockchain's all about security, right? Yeah. I mean, that's one aspect of it, but... Well, that's like the big... There's like, like, but big, there's like built-in aspects of blockchain, right? Like immutability, mm-hmm. there's transparency, there's, you know, things like that that is inherent in blockchain. Now, you can design it differently, of course, but I mean, that's the inherent benefits of blockchain is that you don't have to depend on anybody. Now, Department of Defense, that kind of use case we'll have we'll have to see like what they end up doing with it but it seems a little weird not to me i mean just because communication what they're using now is just the, the internet i'm assuming yeah it's with encryption just like, just like that, yeah. yeah so we'll see yeah, i mean we'll see. I, it, i'm it, not gonna sit here and try to think of what they're <laughs> thinking it's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> they haven't paid me a penny to come up with some solution and so another I wouldn't th- be able to do it anyways if they paid me. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard to think of. But I, the headline was there, so I read it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I regurgitated it on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and so another thing that Chico Crypto brought up was this this uh, another thing called pulltogether.us. And it allows you to pull your die in a group of people. Um, you get to purchase these tickets. And these tickets... Are, are are I guess collected and, and put together into this like pool and that collection of dye gets staked in compound and that collection of dye earns up you know ends up earning a lot of interest with a larger amount of money right if you only have a hundred dollars it's better to pool that a hundred dollars with other people's money to earn interest than it is to just put the hundred dollars in your own compound account mm-hmm so, but here, there's only one person out of this pool that gets to win the interest from the entire pool. The, the cool thing is that once you, once you stake your $100, it's a, 
and you don't win, you get a hundred percent of your principal back. Yeah, so it's riskless. It's yeah. It says it right there. Yep. <laughs> this is a no loss chance. lottery. Hey, did you resume the screen recording by the way? Yes, I did. Okay, I was just just wondering so people could see this. Yeah. So yeah, essentially, it's like right now the price pool looks pretty puny, but it's because there's not that many people participating yet. But yeah, I see the point. It's because the die ecosystem needs. As much dye as it can get, right? Yeah. So this is like an incentive structure for people to put dye into compound, right? This is f- yeah. This is made by compound? Uh, no, I think they're using... So compound is a protocol. So this company, whoever this group of people are pulled together, they're using compound's protocol to stake the dye. Correct. So, but yeah, by, by them collecting people's dye is increasing compound's liquidity. Yes. Which is good. Yes, Oh, and then they get a nice little cut for doing that. Yeah, I'm it's sure. Like a nice little third-party source for compound. Yeah. Like you said, who the fuck, if I have like 20 bucks, like why put, go why? through all the hassle to do this compound thing to yeah, earn pennies? Exactly. But if you, you know? put it into a pool together, you might There's have a chance. a chance to win $255. Which right now. Plus your $20. In the future, that could be $255,000. You know, that's true. If there's millions of people contributing dyes to this yeah. pool. Yeah. So that's cool. It's a great concept. Yeah. It'll work. I'm certain. There's only been like three pools, and it's going up. Exp- it started at twenty cents. Now the next one was one ninety five, hundred ninety five dollars, three fifty five, three hundred fifty dollars. Now this, this one still has fifteen days left. I bet you'll hit a thousand. You think so? Oh yeah, for sure. Fifteen days? Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, it just you got people on like how much Chico money. Crypto shilling it and shit now. Like you yeah. know. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, it's, it is it, gonna go up. It's gonna go up. That's a cool spot. Yeah. So this is all decentralized financing. So. Dude, this is like I don't know why this is so fascinating to me. Like <laughs> I'm just like blown away with all this stuff. Yeah, man, this is all new shit. That's why. Yeah. What else is going on in the world? Well, not only Fucking that, nothing. we can participate. <laughs> this is shit that banks are doing already that they've been doing on their own. Uh, but now you and I can can do it too. Yeah. Again, yeah. It puts us back in control. Yep. Fucking bankers, dude. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I don't I, know if I could hate on bankers, dude. Like I said, they they do good service. On the, on, the, on the ground level, like without them, well, you know. Yeah, without them, we wouldn't have. Oh, shit. What a dumpity <laughs> little one. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, this this sounds great. It sounds like good developments. Yeah. You know. Yeah, this is Whether like, or not it'll get wide stream adoption. Oh, dude, it will, man. Yeah? yeah? It's just people don't know about it yet. Yeah, exactly. So this is, you can, this is like, <clears throat> it's like early internet, man. Yeah, th- exactly. You keep correlating that shit. It's like nobody knew what a fucking web browser was like in like 1996 or whatever. Yeah. They didn't realize how revolutionary important it was. And then once people find out these dApps, decentralized finance apps, you know, especially for people who need loans, you know. Yeah. I don't know. This is great shit for, again, the unbanked. This is huge. For sure. Yeah. All you need is an app to do this. Like crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Like people. Yeah, man. People in like third world countries and shit, like Venezuela. Yeah, it's a no brainer. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you man. You got to jump in this crypto wave. This this got me thinking of jumping ship from fiat to crypto. 100%. You won't do it, Will. You don't have the balls. <laughs> 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 Prove me wrong, dude. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, let, let's let's see how long this uh, $20 takes me in, in <laughs> die. What do you mean? In like, die, in compound. Because right now I put $20 in compound. So I want to give it a couple of days to see how much interest I get, and just just to as a scientific experiment. <sighs> nice, always a man of science. I appreciate that. And you, <laughs> <laughs> you 
But uh, but yeah, I think the that covers everything we wanted to go over today. Yeah, unless you want to go back and watch some more big short clips. <laughs> we didn't even get to do that. The camera fucking cut me off. Oh yeah, it like, did. <laughs> but you, I think you got the gist. Yeah, I explained I, what I wanted to show I, you. I wanna, I wanna see that movie because it looks, it looks interesting. It's a good movie. I mean, it's like uh, what was that movie with um. With uh, the Even Stevens guy, what's it called? Wall Street. Wall Street. I think. I thought that movie was entertaining. It's. I never actually. It's seen escaping that. me. But I've, I've seen the one with Charlie Sheen from like the 1980s. What is that one? It's called Wall Street. It was the original. Oh Wall yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie okay, okay. It was a good fucking movie. And then they just. I, think, I don't know if they. No, it was like a uh, sequel. I think. I think was it Charlie Sheen? Vent? Oh no, the other guy was. I think. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Well, in Wall Street, uh, the newer movie, I mean, they're talking about some collapse itself, too. So Really? Yeah. Well, that, that's pr- it's probably based on that, then. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. But watch Big Short, watch Margin Call. Well, Anybody listening, if you want to understand, like, the financial c- collapse better, like, what happened in 2008 leading up to it, and what has happened, you know, it was the spark that, like, I just we just talked about it. It created this whole movement in decentralized finance. And w- want to know why people are working on this shit? Yeah. Watch that movie. You know, that reminds me, uh, something that, that I thought of, there's going to be a movie about Satoshi Nakamoto. How could you make a movie? There's nothing o- well, on him. Well, think of think about this movement that we're experiencing right now. Yeah. That some people know about and others are just oblivious of. Yeah. Once, once decentralized finance really becomes like a staple uh, in the financial sector, like this is total movie material. Like freaking well, essentially, banks isn't that what panicking? Like, I haven't seen the rest of that show, but Mr. Robot is kind of like the premise, right? Uh, yeah, but it's it's, it's sort like, of restoring, it's eliminating the debt from everybody, which which is essentially the same thing, right? I mean, if you clear out the, f- the current financial system, then no, lo- they will no longer hold debt. Yeah, if if we no longer need them, so everybody's unchained from their shackles. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on a second. <clears throat> Yeah, like what's gonna happen, man? So when when someone's in debt, it's sort of like slavery. Well, yeah, because because your life's to, purpose now is, is to pay to off that debt, pay off that debt, or else go to work. Assets get seized. Correct. Yeah, and so in Mr. Robot, since everybody is is in debt, you know they they showed one example. One of the one of the girls there, they she had like two hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. Yeah. And so, so she's a definite slave in the system. Yeah. And so, if you completely remove that, she might go find something else to do, something where she's not, she doesn't feel oppressed to to do, just to pay back the loan. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's sort of the premise. Like, people are working to pay off their debts. You know, they're being manipulated essentially. I don't know if we fault the banks for this, or it's just it's our fault. Well, yeah, you that's know? that's a good question. Yeah, I mean the banks they 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 laid out the infrastructure just like these crypto guys are laying out for the infrastructure, you know, human psychology. Say we wipe out traditional banking, and then all we have left is decentralized banking finance. Yeah, but the services. thing is, same thing's gonna we, happen all over again. We've been dude. groomed to get out these loans. That's, like, yeah, go to school, you know, get that degree. Yeah. What what they're saying is, go to school, get that debt, so that you know you're you become a another cog in the wheel. Yeah. And so that's it. It has an effect on the mind where you think you have to get a degree, and well, fucking in reality, our whole childhood, they yeah. In reality, that shit in our brains. The degrees are not as useful as they used to be. I haven't used it even. Yeah. I never earned a penny from my degree. 
and I spent like fifty grand on it. So do, do you still have student loans? Fuck yeah, I still have yeah. student loans. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Shit. I wish that yeah, man. I'm I'm really banking on like liberals winning one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you know, fucking wiping my student loan debt. Because what you just said, a lot of people in our generation are enslaved to that. They're not buying houses anymore. Yeah. Because they they have our whole life's mission is paying off this education that we paid so much for. Yeah, millennials Overpaid. are staying with their parents a lot longer. Yeah, I mean, way longer than they. Yeah, used and then to. like boomers are like fucking tra- trash talking our <laughs> yeah. generation like you fucking losers i moved out when i was 18 yeah 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 blah blah blah. i paid for my fucking 10 dollar college education myself like, dude, right. come on <laughs> you guys are the fucks you like raise the price on us non-stop yeah. you like profited off our education yeah this session's gonna end soon it has to man because at some point people are gonna realize i think employers will like you know education doesn't mean shit man what matters is like what yeah. you're actually good at, like yeah. your skills, yeah. your skill set, your, 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 your. And it takes a long time to understand what you like. I mean, exactly. in college, you, you don't know any anything more than what you did in high school. Like there's no, there's no experience to say, hey, I want to learn more about financial, you know, transactions yeah. or, you know, doing anything in the engineering field. Like you, you just don't know like what real life is out is exactly. like. And most likely you're guided by like your parents and shit. Yeah. Like they're, they're like the most influential adults in your life growing up. So yeah, typically they're, you, if your parents aren't engineers, you end up becoming an engineer. Yeah. If your parents are a cop, you're going to become a cop exactly. or a firefighter. It's shit like that. Usually we stick to the family lineage yeah. most likely because again, it's like the best influence. And, and that might not end up fitting with your actual like profile. You may not want to be a cop, but you you start doing the cop it's, thing exactly. It's just it's it's you've conditioned it to become one in a way, like yeah. involuntarily. Yeah, I know tons of people like that. Yeah, you know? like my older brother, he he does exactly what my dad does. You know, yeah, they work in trains and stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, you and your dad, engineer. Yeah, yeah If you don't have a dad, then you're fucking lost. You gotta yeah. just figure it out on your own. You know, you didn't have that model growing up and shit. Yeah, so that's a problem in a little bit, in a little way. But in a way, it's freeing. Like you said. Steve you Jobs. Can find your own way. Yeah, Steve Jobs was adopted. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's one motherfucker. You know, he became a hippie and like found his own way. <laughs> he yeah, just he did. Went out and explored. That's something I always advocate, man. Like I always say, like if, <laughs> if the opportunity ever comes up where like I meet like some sixteen or seventeen year old kid who's about to go, who's about to graduate high school, or whatever. Fuck. Like, what what piece of advice can I give him that like will help him for the rest of his life? Buy Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, besides that, Mm -hmm. uh, the big one is, yeah, like find yourself first before making, especially college. That's like the biggest financial decision besides buying a house you're gonna make. Yeah, and that's that's such a hard thing to do because you're telling them find yourself. Yeah, exactly. It sounds so faggy and cliche, right? What what I what (laughs) I would say to the 16 year old right now is go experience as much as you can, and don't don't consider school to be like the the yeah. ultimate existence of, yeah. of right now. Yeah. Uh, you don't feel like a loser if you're like out there like working minimum wage jobs or just hopping from job yeah. to job to job. That's just a good hop, thing. Man. Experience, just, you know, just because everyone else is in college and they have this this thought in their head like, dude, I'm going to be raking I'm, it in. I'm going to be an engineer. Yeah. Or I'm going to be a fucking a doctor. doctor. It's like, dude, like, shit, dude. dude, more than likely, he's not going to fucking even graduate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just wasting I, I remember money. when I started my engineering degree, we started with like 1,500 other engineers, like day one, 1,500 or 2,000. I forget the number. Yeah. But when I graduated, 
Like I graduated with like eleven other engineers. Eleven? <laughs> Holy shit! Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's biology wasn't that extreme. I think everybody majored in biology. I remember like the orientation. They told us that straight up. Like, look, just like thousands of you fuckers here want to be biology majors, but like maybe like ten percent will make it to the very end. Yeah, like that. Fifteen yeah, percent. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what it is, man. Um, well, again, we were misguided. That's well, for sure. It's because our parents didn't know any better. And, and plus, the world changed pretty quickly, so it's <laughs> exactly. not their fault, right? It's we're not, not. We're not blaming anybody. No. But but we started. We have to recognize that degrees are not as valuable. Maybe if instead of a four thousand dollar tuition here in at least in Houston, Texas, on average four thousand dollar tuition for three or four classes per semester. If that four thousand ended up being a thousand, then you you start being more reasonable, right? Maybe the engineering degree is not as useless as it as it is. Yeah, there needs to be like more influence on now. I'm talking politics, like thinking about it. <clears throat> Give like transitioning kids into adulthood like more options other than just education. Like, yeah. what's wrong with instead of getting a forty fifty thousand dollar loan for education? Why not? Have the government option to get that loan to start a business or something like that. Yeah, that's what Become I'm saying. Become an entrepreneur. You see, if I, I always said if I had the fifty grand I spent on learning shit from a book, yeah, that I really honestly wasn't like I said, I never discovered what I was good at. So yeah. I just picked a major and just felt followed through. And I never had the thought in my head like shit, dude. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just did it because it was expected of me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I had that same access to fifty thousand dollar loan. To start a business, doesn't matter what, you know, maybe I would take a year or two to figure out what I want to do. But, um, yeah, that, that would have been a much more life-enriching experience. For sure, yeah. Even if it failed, even if I went bust after, like, three or four years. Yeah, the only way to learn business is if you just start one. Yeah, you just got to try it. That's you gotta the only way. You got to experience it. You got to deal with the people. You got to go out there yeah. and hustle and figure out how to manage everything. Not, instead of like reading about inventory management, you actually do it yourself. Yeah. You figure out all the software programs and stuff. Yeah. Like that's the way to do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Education is good, but it has to be the right kind of education. It's true. I mean, right. like if, if your mind is set up to be an engineer, I think you have to go. To, yeah. You have to. Yeah. You have to go through that training and, and really school for, for the value that I got from school is the discipline that it forced me to, you know, sit down and study. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, you're not going to graduate if you just, you know, fuck off. Yeah, if you don't have that ability to focus. Yeah. Yeah, and stay on task and, like, you know, set goals. Yeah. And actually achieve them. And, like, yeah, don't deviate. You learn that, I guess, in school a little bit. Or I don't know if you learn it, but it reinforces that ability yeah. for sure. I mean, you see me, like, uh, you know, all the stuff that we're doing for the, for the podcast. I, I didn't know how to edit audio, video. Yeah. You know, all this stuff. But I, I, I was disciplined enough to got sit down and, like, figure it out, and then we just fucking do it. Yeah. Like, that's all it takes. For sure. I mean, it's not like rockets. We're not performing brain surgery like Elon over there. Mm-hmm. But even him, he probably taught himself all exactly. that Exactly. Yeah. He taught himself everything. everything rockets, yeah. brain, learn how to brain interfaces. Fucking, yeah, he didn't learn how to make an electric car in, in college. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's, not, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got that entrepreneur mindset. Like, he's always thinking of that next big idea. Yeah. So... I don't know. But yeah, man. I mean, yeah, like you said, education is not bad, but fuck. But the education we got is bad. Oh, yeah. Well, there's <laughs> that. But the expectation, like, that everyone has to follow that same singular path, man. This is yeah. not, That's not good. People aren't all the same. Not everyone's meant for that life. Well, now that the financial system is changing, uh, before our eyes, obviously, I mean, all we do is look at charts now, but 
Uh, now that it's changing, I think the last thing that's going to change is going to be the, the education system. Yeah, man, that's what I always honed back to. I'm always like thinking, like, what's still stuck in the Stone Ages? Yeah. For finance was one. Uh, and then, yeah, I always go back to education, man. I think, yeah, that's going to be the last thing that changes it. The last uh, kind of leaf that turns over in yeah. terms of like 20th century kind of ideologies to the 21st century. Yeah. That, that'll be the last one. And I thought banks, I thought the banking infrastructure would be the last one just because we're so dependent on it, kind of like we're dependent on oil. Uh, but turns out, you know, thank you, Satoshi, for changing that. There's got to be a way we can incorporate crypto with education because crypto is all about incentivizing. Yeah, it's it's a game theory. Yeah. And like the biggest problem with education or like with educating children is it creating that incentive for them to want to learn. Yeah. That's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's like I could teach you how to do derivatives, but if you're not asking me the question on, hey, yeah. I need to do a derivative to get this uh, volume of a curve, yeah, then, you know, I can teach you all day, but you're not going to understand it. Yeah, like, like, like again, with all this shit we talk about with um, VR, accruing, like, digital currencies, that will ha- there's got to be a way we can, like, kids accrue tokens or something like that the more they learn. So yeah. at some point in their life, they could cash out in these tokens and they got a bunch of money or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. There's got to be some type of way to, uh, to influence that, to incentivize kids to want to learn. It's got to be based. It's got to be monetary wise, too. It's got to well, be money involved. Other than, I guess, I guess t- in today's structure, it's the promise of the more educated you get, the, pr- the hope and promise that it's going to lead you to a good true. career. True. True. Which is not a guarantee, but it's a it's a hope and promise. But with crypto, we do have to think outside the box. Like, for example, basic attention token. You you if you opt to watch ads or view ads, yeah. they pay you in BATs. Exactly. So and it's so, like uh, maybe the same thing can be applied to kids. If you opt to do your homework, you opt to get A's in your test. You're gonna get some some basic learning token. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then over your course of your whole education. Graduate, you're you're, you're valedictorian. You're fucking rich. Yeah, you're you're net and positive. Other all the kids are gonna see that and be like, "Holy shit! All I gotta do is learn, and yeah, I yeah. get and I can graduate. Like, and I can buy a Lambo or something. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I'm gonna fucking start studying. Dude, you know? that's brilliant, man. Right? Hell yeah, dude. I don't know how, but there's gotta be a way to incentive because crypto or Bitcoin was created to incentivize people to create these the network. Yeah, maybe that's industries what, industries that need a lot of help. Let's say like. Um, cancer research uh-huh. or just engineering industries or any, any, anything that needs the incentive to have more people look into, you know, a particular technology or industry. Yeah. They provide the money to incentivize the students to learn that industry. You mean like Google? Let's say like, yeah, like Google and, and maybe they need some help from like a, like a new perspective on AI, AI engineering. Mm. So, so this student these students who are incentivized to learn about artificial intelligence early on, they get paid to learn that stuff. Yeah. Like the more you learn and the more you prove that you're advancing and learning. Yeah. The more you get paid in BLTs, basic <laughs> learning tokens. <laughs> Whatever the fuck yeah. you come up with. Yeah. I don't know. This guy. Yeah. And then I guess, so what does Google reward for that, for financing the education essentially? Well, they reward like they, the reward they get is to they hire get, these they guys. They get like talented as fuck. Exactly, they get brilliant people. Yeah, because the reason why they're so fucking smart now is because they were properly incentivized. Yeah, you know, there's there's kids out there that understand that. Like I said, it's, it's probably from proper parental guidance. Dude, we we see it all already today. It's called gamification. 
if you gamify something, yeah. if you you make it make a learning into a game, yeah, the the person who's learning ends up performing better because it's it's a it's sort of like a game. You want to win the game. Exactly. It's com- and so competition. You you level up, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like any RPG game. But that's like yeah, I'm pretty sure they they incorporate stuff like that. They do like you know stars and stickers and shit. Like yeah, they, they make you feel good. Yeah. But nothing's better than money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and the beauty of cryptocurrency is it, it is money. It, it works. Yeah. It facilitates. It's it's a proper incentive for to you know make people. Do certain things. Yeah. Yeah, but there's also the, I think there's a research done on how money and earning money affects the the ability to process like problems in the real world. So, for example, people perform a task that is mundane and is, that is sort of repetitive. Yeah. And if you incentivize that repetitive task with money, they perform that task a lot better. Oh, fuck yeah. But if you incentivize a task that requires actual critical thinking with money, they perform a lot worse. So there's that thing. You have to balance the difference between a repetitive task versus a critical thinking task. Like a critical thinking task such as like like programming. Like an open-ended problem or, or like programming. Programming is yeah. like problem solving. That's what yeah, I problem hear. solving with, you know, with, there's no correct answer. It's just... Yeah, one way is better than the other. Why would more money negatively influence that? Well, because it has a psychological effect on the brain. It puts that cortisol, or it puts that pressure on the brain Maybe, where it can't yeah. properly operate. That's fucking weird. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I'll show you that 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 research that they've done. Okay, it's it's like an old. This is yeah. an old understanding, like. Yeah, a lot, a lot of psychology is is from like back in the day. Yeah, like a lot of what we understand about human psychology is from like the sixties and seventies. Yeah. So the point here is that money doesn't really properly incentivizes cer- certain tasks that humans are required to do. Hmm. Yeah, I would like to hear about that. It, I I always think like money's the motivator for everything. Yeah. <laughs> money and sex. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, there's nothing more powerful than those two. Yeah. You know. As far as motivating forces in, in our lives? Yeah. Shit. Well, it, it directly affects the dopamine levels, so. Exactly. But, yeah, it's, I don't, maybe, like. But think about it. If you get paid a ton of money on something, first, you don't want to do, and second, it, it requires a lot of thinking, and you have to, like, solve, a, a like, an open-ended problem. Uh-huh. More money doesn't really help you solve that problem, right? It just creates a lot of pressure, which this uh, affects your performance. So. You're saying more money wouldn't help kids. Well, <laughs> so there's a chance that it won't help. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. But that's something that, you know, we can't really know until we, you know, put into practice. I mean, it's yeah, scientific it's, method. It's exactly. You would want like a, maybe like a, just like a small district Test. or something like yeah. that. Just apply it to a district of kids. Test group. Yeah, exactly. And let it, let's see what happens and compare them to a yeah. traditional education system and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. That was just thoughts spilling it out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was good. That was good. But yes. yeah, that's that's uh let's call it for now. Uh, thank you guys for listening. So we have a couple of things, uh, a couple of updates on the website. Uh there's a Discord link. There's a Telegram link. Uh obviously YouTube. Um what else? Twitter. Twitter, of course. So uh, yeah, reach out to us and and uh so I want to thank uh, Chico Crypto for introducing me at least to the DeFi ecosystem that yeah. has blown my mind and has yeah. really put the thought in my mind of switching from fiat to crypto completely, which 
if something goes wrong, I'm going to af- going after him. So <laughs> be ready, Chico. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, and if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. God damn it. Oh yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you gotta edit that out. It's 2019. I can't say stuff like you that. Can't. Don't be a period bear. Whatever the yeah. fuck. <laughs> That's what this is apparently. It's very, supposed to help you with your menstrual cramps. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> That's another world. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. And eventually, we're gonna be doing uh, these these conversations live on Mixer or Twitch or whatever YouTube live. Uh, hopefully next week, right? Yeah, hopefully I mean, we next got week. the streaming software figured out. Yeah. Uh, the camera still has a few issues here and there. Yeah, we got to figure out battery and whatnot. Damn, man, everything's an issue. <laughs> I know. Like, nothing's easy. Reals. So yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Deuce. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. Yeah.